We are Emir Hashem have the great schools in today's Mishnah to finish Mesechas Brachas and Emir Hashem to begin Mesechas Peya. So the last Mishnah in Mesechas Brachas is as follows. Chayiv Adam Lavari Chalarad. This is Parak Tes Mishnah Hey, Chapter Nine, Mishnah Five. Chayiv Adam Lavari Chalarad. Kashem Shemavari Chalatova. A person is obligated to bless Hashem for the negative things that happen in life, in the same way that a person has to bless Hashem for the good. Now, the truth is, there's a dual level of understanding to this. There's the idea we saw this in a previous Mishnah that on negative things or what we perceive as negative things, we make the bracha of Diana Emes, and positive things we make the bracha of Shachyanu. But Bartanura says that in the same way that we bless Hashem for happy and positive things with a full and complete heart, we must bless HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a full and complete heart for the difficult and negative things as well. You should love Hashem, your God, with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your ma'odecha. We'll, tra- we'll, we'll translate that term in just a moment. What does it mean? This means ultimately again, with both of your inclinations. The idea, what does it mean now? I understand what it means to serve Hashem with my positive inclination, my Yitzhar Atov. What does it mean to serve Hashem with my Yitzhar Hara, my negative inclination? So remember, what the mission is trying to teach us is that every, every koach, right? Every source of energy that I possess has a positive use. Even sometimes when we sin and we misuse our kochos, that's exactly what it is. It's a misappropriation or misuse. The koach, the energy is not bad, just the use of it is negative. So our goal in life is to figure out a way to channel everything in the service of Hashem. What does it mean to serve, serve Hashem with all of your soul? Even a person has to give up their life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu then that is what I do. means with all of your money, that even if I'm obligated to, even if I have to make financial sacrifices for Hashem, <clears throat> I must be ready and willing to do that. What does mean? What it means is, in every midah, in everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends your way, right? Whatever God, whatever, whatever, whatever circumstances Hashem sends your way, have a modalo, give Him great thanks. The idea being that the circumstances which occur to us in life or are visited upon us in life are the circumstances that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs us to have in order to fully self-actualize. And even in the painful moments of life, I must recognize that the difficult moments, you know, sometimes we think we get into a bad situation because of bad decisions. Now, sometimes that's absolutely true. But it's important to recognize that after the fact, once I'm in this situation, this is the situation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to be in. Lo yakil adam es rosho keneged shara mizrach shumuchuvan keneged beis kachyakadoshim. A person should not act in with Kalos Rosh. Kalos Rosh means in a sense of levity or jocular nature when standing opposite the eastern gate of the Beis HaMikdash, for this is directly in front of the Holy of Holies. So the idea is that even if a person is standing outside of the Beis HaMikdash, but they're standing again by the eastern gate, you know, in the direction of the Holy of Holies, a person already has to have a certain level of, rev- of reverence while they're standing on the Temple Mount. A person should not enter onto the mount, Temple Mount, the Harabais, with his walking stick, with his shoes, with his money pouch, 
or with the dust on your feet. So if we work backwards, the dust on your feet, that's just a sense of etiquette. You're coming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's home. You should be dressed appropriately. You shouldn't have dirt on your feet. The other pieces are very interesting. The walking stick, your shoes, your money belt. And the commentaries often explain these are things that give a person a sense of confidence in life. My walking stick steadies me. My shoes allow me to walk wherever I want. My money gives me a sense of confidence. When you come before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to maximize that experience, one must totally humble themselves. And the way to humble themselves, ultimately, again, is by removing any sense of almost self-reliance and totally giving oneself over to Hashem. And you certainly can't spit you can't spit on the Harabayis on the Temple Mount, nor can you go out and utilize it as a shortcut. Interesting enough, in the base Hamikdash, they would not answer Amen to Brachos. Instead, they would answer Min Haolam, Min Haolam. That, that's, that's, that's how they would go ahead and answer. So somebody would recite a bracha. The response to the bracha would be, Blessed are you, Hashem. Right? God of Israel, min ha'olam. Now, min ha'olam literally means from this world. But when the, when the disbelievers increased in number, amru ein olam ela echad. So they said, oh, what do you see from here? It says, we bless Hashem min ha'olam. It must mean that there's only one world. There's only this world. There's no world to come. After they realized that these words could, could yield uh, an, an erroneous you know, theological mindset, so the phrase, what they used to, so to respond to a bracha in the base Hamikdash, so somebody would recite a bracha. The response to the bracha will be from this world to the next world. So beautiful. The rabbis also instituted that people should greet each other using the name of God. Where is the first time we see this? Boaz came, right? This is in the book of Rus, in Megillas Rus. Boaz came from Beis Lechem. He said to the reapers, Hashem imachem, Hashem is with you. And they said to him, Hashem imcha, gibar so this is incredible. So the idea over here is, the mission introduces us, if, 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 honestly, we would not assume that you would greet people with the name of Hashem. For one simple reason, to use the name of God as just part of your day-to-day greetings seems to be a misuse of the holy name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But yet Boaz instituted this. And the Mishnah says, Va'altavos kizakna imecha. The Mishnah is telling us, us, don't think that Boaz just kind of did this of his own volition, but rather he based it on a Masorah. He based it on his own tradition. Now, why did Boaz decide to do this? So the Mishnah ends, Va'omer so Actually, before we get to the end of the Mishnah, Boaz decided to do this because Boaz was living in a generation where there was a profound spiritual decline. And Boaz felt that in order to stem that downward spiral, we have to introduce God into the vernacular. Bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the day-to-day life of people. What better way to bring God into the daily lives of people than to literally greet each other with the name of Hashem. And therefore, again, he decided to do this. So the Mishnah says, Va'omer, so interestingly enough, the Gemara quotes the Pasik, quotes the profound Pasik, which Pasik in Tehillim, which literally means there is a time to do for God, for they have that they have annulled your Torah. Rabbi Nassim says what it means really is sometimes you have to annul the Torah 
in order to do for God. In other words, what the Mishnah is saying is like this. Boaz is instituting the idea of greeting people with the name of God is far from the ideal. It's not exactly how we would like to do things. Because again, one does run the risk of minimizing the impact on the name of Hashem when ultimately, again, it's being used each and every day in our, in our just our regular kind of like perfunctory greetings. But sometimes in life you have to do something that is imperfect, highly imperfect, maybe even feels like it, go against, it goes against the grain of the Torah in order to go ahead and preserve the Torah. Now, of course, don't try this at home, right? This is not for us to apply in our personal lives, but sometimes the rabbis have to do certain things that feel uncomfortable in order ultimately, again, to preserve the greater good. And here's a perfect example. Boaz did not really want to go ahead and start instituting for people to greet each other with the name of God. But if this is how you brought God back into daily life, then it was a worthwhile hit to take. Sometimes in order to uphold the word of God, one may have to take certain shortcuts or take certain liberties or do things which otherwise may feel a little bit uncomfortable. Salik Meseches Brachos, Mazel Tov to everyone upon completing Meseches Brachos and Amir Sashem. Now we will begin Meseches Peah. Welcome to Meseches Peah. We find ourselves tonight in the beginning of Meseches Peah. And again, today's Mishnah Yomi was the last Mishnah in Brachos and the first Mishnah in Peah. So we are going to do now Peah, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Says the Mishnah, Elu Dvarim She'en Lam Shir. The following things have no shear, have no quantifiable amount. In other words, in halacha, there are certain things that you do that have that have a shear, right? That have a measurement. For example, on Pesach night by the Seder, you have to eat a kizayis of matzah, right? And and other things like that. You have to drink a revius of dalikosis, or mali lugma, but cheekful of dalikosis, the four cups. So there are some things in life, in halacha, that have a shear, that have a measurement. And then there are other things which don't have a measurement. For example, hapeya. We're going to see the mitzvah of peya is the obligation to leave a corner of your field for the poor. How much peya do you have to leave? Interestingly enough, there's no defined measurement, as much or as little as you would like to. Now, we'll see that's on a biblical level. The rabbis did come along and create a measurement. Bikurim. Bikurim are first fruits. We're obligated to take the first fruits of the seven species up to the base Hamikdash. So once again, how many, how many first fruits do you have to bring? Totally up to you. So re'ayon means the obligation of Aliyah Laregel to go ahead and go to the Beis HaMikdash on the three pilgrimage festivals of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sokis. And in doing so, you have to bring an olas re'iyah, special ola, special burnt offering. Now, how much time do you have to spend in the Beis HaMikdash? As much or as little as you want. What the value of the carbon you have to bring? As much or as little as you want. Ugamilos chasodim chasad. Acts of charitable kindness. This specifically refers to acts of, of interpersonal charitable kindness. This is not talking about tzedakah that you do with your money. This is talking about chesed that you do with your guf, with your body. Bikr cholim, visiting the sick. Nichum avelim, comforting mourners. So again, one fulfills this mitzvah with however much or however little you do. Talmud Torah, learning Torah. Learning Torah, same idea. So the halacha is that by learning Torah, there is no shear. There's no minimum, there's no maximum. Any amount, the smallest amount is significant. But then again, a person could also never say that they've finished. Similarly, These are the things that a person consumes the fruit. Now what that means is the following are mitzvos that a person could get benefit from in this world. But the principle, in other words, the major reward 
comes in the world to come. So all mitzvahs where I get some level of reward in this world, but the major reward is in the world to come. What are the examples of this? Kibbutz Avaim, respecting one's parents, honoring one's parents. Gemilus chasadim, acts of charitable kindness. Vahavas shalom ben adam lechavero, making peace. This is so beautiful. Make being the kind of person who makes peace between other individuals, right? Isn't this absolutely incredible? Being the kind of person who goes out of his way to make shalom in his family, in his community. The Talmud Torah connected kulam. And of course, Talmud Torah, learning Torah is so great that it's, it, it corresponds or it's as valuable as all of these other things. So it's really fascinating. So what the mission is introducing us to is there are certain mitzvot that you only get reward for in the world to come. And then there are other mitzvahs which, in which there is benefit. We won't call it reward. I call it benefit in this world. And, but the ultimate reward is in the world to come. So again, honoring one's parents, chesed, acts of charitable kindness, creating peace between one person and his fellow, and of course, the learning of Torah. Now the Mishnah saying Talmud Torah connected Kulam is telling us that Talmud Torah is as important as all of these other things combined. And this is important just to understand, what does it mean that Talmud Torah is as important as all of these other things? On a most basic level, what it's saying is Torah is the way we know what to do in life. Torah is the guidebook. Torah is the playbook for how to properly live. Without Torah, I don't know how to respect my parents. Without Torah, I don't know how to do real chesed. Without Torah, I may not realize the value of creating peace between people. So therefore, ultimately, when we say Torah... Can I get kulam? It can mean that Torah is as valuable or as precious as all of these other things combined. But what it could also mean is that Torah is the prerequisite for being able to perform all of these other mitzvahs. Wonderful. We will stop over here for today. Tomorrow we will continue in Peah. Parak Aleph, Mishnah, Beis, and Gimel wishing everyone a wonderful day.